Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, speaking of those royals who've been offered a spot in Madonna's house. Thank you. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And we got to get the Cobra gang together real early because we got some things to figure out regarding Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's trouble, we're there the trouble. Thank you for coming. Pip, Pip. I have a story for you about the royal, well, not royal couple, Harry and Meghan. Hagen. The royally not royal couple. Yes. Well, they're royally uh, up in the news today, so we got to talk about them. Okay. I came across two of these stories. One of the stories uh, <laughs> has to do with their security team. I'm going to stop talking like that because it'll drive you nuts. <clears throat> I saw this story because we haven't checked in with the Royals for a while, uh, right? I mean, I can't think really. of the last we, big story we yeah, talked about. We've talked about little things, but nothing big. Well, apparently their royal protection officers are being treated like skivvies. Like underwear? No, it's a British term for like losers, I think, or just okay. like menial task doers. Okay. Um, but yeah, panties. They're being treated like panties. <laughs> Dirty panties thrown on the floor. And it's because they feel like they're carrying out menial tasks. So I have that story. And then I have a story that's even better. I'm sorry. Are they complaining that they're not taking bullets for them or something? Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, more specifically, in fact, um, and I want to get like the actual quotes for you here because I was reading through this. And these guys are like high paid security professionals, right? These are not... These are not just like, you know, mm-hmm. Frank from security. Yeah. I am just hanging out, hoping nothing happens. Like just an extra body. This is not Paul Martin yeah. or Paul, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, Cop, right? So um, the sun catches up uh, with a royal security source who says, quote, while the guys are happy to be out there doing the jobs, there is a feeling that they're carrying out menial tasks like picking up takeaways and groceries. They are close protection officers and should be sticking solely to close protection. Yeah, protecting them closely. Rather than running errands because, and I thought this was interesting. 
So at first I was like, is this just sour grapes because you don't like your job? You know, like, oh, poor you. You have to go sit and watch two privileged people be privileged and get paid to do it. I mean, sign me up because I'll be writing a book about this crap. Although I would not be that good at the protecting part. I would just be, I would be snooping. But ain't nothing going to happen. It's fine. Anyway, because they're in a million dollar, you know, multi-million dollar home. So there, the fact that they have to like leave the house and and literally in one of the stories it talks about how the protection officers have to go to a um, how it was like best I think described as like a natural foods delicatessen <laughs> organic natural foods delicatessen because it's one of Megan's favorites. So there they are having to go out and get like hummus and you know like a grain bowl for for Megan's lunch. Why does she just hire an assistant? Well, you would think so, right? right? Um, because I mean, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but but yeah. but in some ways that is providing a form of protection for her, right? If she's not out exposing herself to the world, I what I'm saying is I understand how in her mind she might think, oh well, you know, but get an assistant, okay, or I'll also volunteer. How about Uber Eats? True that. Good point. Have the security guard go to the front door to pick up your, you know, seven grain salad. Right. I mean, this is not hard, right? Anyway, so I just, I delight in these stories because this is what we're going to get for the rest of time. Yeah. Like gone is the sort of like, you know, movie version of them fleeing the royal family. Now we're into like life with Harry and Meghan. Right. And life with Harry and Meghan is going to be the the privileged life. You know, it's going to be very sort of Paris Hilton-y. And it's going to be from one, and they'll do some amazing projects, I'm sure. But for the most part, the stories we're going to be treated to now are are literally sort of the perfunctory lives of the overprivileged and wealthy. Yeah. Right? And so this kind of story to me seems like we're just kicking off a new chapter. Because people aren't going to care as much anymore. Right? The, like, huge spotlight on these two, I think, has passed yeah. for now. It may come back because of some developing... You know, part of the story. There would have to be sort of a new angle on it, right? Like, we've said all we need to say about what they've, you know, how they've proceeded. Now, now it's like people with telephoto lenses watching them, like, sip their Starbucks in their privileged, um, you know, tower. That said, there is a whole nother piece of... This story, I think we should pay attention to. So, you know how we like to go deep in the shallow on yes. the Colleen and Bradley show. That is like peel back the curtain, look underneath the thing, like dig all up in something. We're right? not going to just report what the what the reports are saying. Exactly. We're going to try to do our own spelunking. Yeah. We're going to spelunk our way through this story. And I tried to do a little bit of this before the show today. Have you ever heard of a guy named Shiraz? No. Is he a wine? <laughs> I know, right? A lovely Shiraz. Is he a one-named human? No, he actually oh, okay. has a last name, and I don't have it. I think it's Hassan, Shiraz okay. Hassan. Now, Shiraz Hassan is a name, and I'm just going to double-check so I don't sound like an idiot misquoting uh, his name. Yeah, okay. Hassan. Shiraz Hassan. Now, you probably don't know the name Shiraz Hassan, but if I played some audio for you, which I won't because I didn't give it to Holly to play... Um, most recently you would have seen Kim Kardashian sidled up to Shiraz Hassan and she was doing this thing on her Instagram where she was going, oh my God, it's so awesome to run into Shiraz Hassan. 
Shiraz Hassan is a guy by, uh, behind famebyshiraz.com. He is kind of like a hype man and has made millions of dollars sort of getting attention for social media influencers. Okay. He essentially helped Kim Kardashian bust out on the scene in a major way. He's the guy, and I think at one point or is still an owner of Millions of Milkshakes. Oh, yeah. So he was the guy that got Kim Kardashian to do Millions of Milkshakes in Dubai. Yeah. So you may not remember this, but she showed up for an opening of Millions of Milkshakes in Dubai. 250,000 people showed up to a mall in Dubai to see Kim Kardashian open a milkshake shop. Yes. Her milkshake literally brought all the boys to the yard. And the girls and the kids. Yeah. And everyone. Everyone showed up for this thing. So he's kind of the guy that helped goose her career. He's also helped Paris Hilton, like Kris Jenner is like all buddy buddy with Shiraz. He is he's a guy that we want to pay attention to. We didn't even know we should yeah. be paying attention to. Well, why did I just bring him up? Why did you just bring him up? Because apparently he's taking offers for Harry and Meghan now <gasps> for appearances and things. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. So um, it turns out that his uh, and this story I got from L. He is actually working with Prince Harry and Meghan, or at least that's what he wants you to think. In fact, the company wrote, quote, Shiraz Inc. is now taking on appearances and endorsement requests for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. So that's a big deal, right? That's a huge deal. Also, like, maybe they do they really want to tell the world? Like, that's kind of a weird, like, hey, guys, I'm now working for Harry and Meghan. Call me. So here's what. Okay, I am. Without knowing anything, is it possible that Shiraz Hassan is using that storyline to get attention for Shiraz Hassan? And maybe it's like, we'll take requests for them and then we'll pass them on if we can, but we don't have like a formalized relationship. You see what I'm saying? That's interesting. Full quote. Shiraz Inc. is now taking appearance and endorsement requests for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Sussex Royal, uh, from the or for clients from the Middle East, India, U.S., Asia, can send us official offers and we will take them directly to their representatives. Uh. Interesting, interesting. So that prompted, get this, none other than Buckingham Palace. To respond to, and they don't respond to just anybody right, uh, or any story, but they literally responded to The Sun. I don't know if you know this. They're not huge fans of The Sun. Uh-uh. That's a tabloid. They responded to this idea of Meghan and Harry working with Shiraz Inc. Saying it was, quote, categorically untrue. Oh. However... So, so that lends credence to right. your, your thought. Like the Shiraz guy, he just knows a good thing, and right. he's like, "These guys, I need to get, I need to get people to think that I'm working for them, right?" And people will come to me. Well, wait a minute. So then, after the palace says this is lies, then he responds to the lies claim and says on Instagram and Twitter that Megan is definitely still working with them. Quote: Always remember. Meghan Markle was an actress in Hollywood before becoming a princess. 
Now she's coming back to L.A., and of course I've been in contact with her inner team for brand and appearance deals, as I have a global network of buyers for talent. When celebrities need global media or global brand opportunities, I always get the calls. So, what does that say? Uh, nothing is real, and everyone smokes. It kind of doesn't matter if he's working right. directly with them, because... I was going through all of his stuff. You might be like, who's this dumb guy? Nobody knows him. He's not, he's nothing. He's the real deal. And when it comes to like a lot of international stuff. So it totally makes sense to me that yes, while he's probably like, you know, I I think it's a two way street, right? Right. Like, so saying he's working with them. Well, of course this, they're not going to say that. Right. Right. They're not going to come out and say, we're working with Shiraz and global talent, blah, blah, blah. Because it makes him look kind of sketchy or. Cheap, a little cheap. Yeah, Yeah, a little Kim Kardashian. But look at Kim Kardashian today. Right. Yeah. Kim Kardashian was totally skeezy and worked with people who were maybe a little not like at the highest echelon of all that's prim and proper. Yeah. And And look where she is today. She's at the top. So I kind of feel like if you're Harry and Meghan, you're like, well, if we need to get something done in Dubai, we got to call Shiraz. So I feel like. It's just a matter of time before, because they're going to need somebody. Right. Right. They're well, clearly... they have to, because they have to figure out how to make money. They have to do something. Yeah. So again, it kind of doesn't matter what the truth is. I bet the truth is a little bit of everything. Also, I mean, this guy is connected, so you don't have to dig very far. And this is something we love to do on the Colleen and Bradley show, where you just start digging around and you find all these connections and you're like, oh, he's connected to Kim Kardashian. Oh, he's connected to literally I could name off all these other celebrities that he's worked with who, okay, maybe they're not like best friends, uh-huh. but it's a machine. And when you need to get things done, you ha- you go to the right people. So it just tells you that this is the kind of thing um, that we're likely to see more of. In fact, he just talked about... Some offer he just received to have them do some appearance in Dubai for like a million dollars. I mean, they're probably not going to do it, but it gets everybody attention. Well, when we come back, we got to pay attention to Elizabeth Reese. She's bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here. She's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Hi, guys. Earth. Yes, it dirt. is. Yes, We're it really is. We're really talking dirt. about the health turning, of the soil. Turning the turning the soil of celebrity gossip. It is kind of funny that I do the dirt alerts, and then I really love dirt. Like I love compost. I love soil. Mm. I love all of the. She things. loves the earth. I love microbes. Let's bring it on. And, but um, the celebrities are about the least organic thing you could be bringing. <laughs> to us. I know. They do create fertilizers. <laughs> This is true. (laughs) Why don't you drop some of that? What a great dichotomy. Well, guys, today's the day. Jessica Simpson's book is out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. 
you take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Hmm, what flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Out. How far in are you? I haven't even, I downloaded it, but I haven't gotten to listen to it. My morning has been a little insane. Colleen. Okay, can I just tell you? Yes, my sister already started listening to it. She's loving it. You can hear the emotion in her voice. It's like, I can't tell if it's the her the, her manner of speaking or if she really is kind of struggles in some of the parts to talk about. I wonder. You can almost hear like a thinness in her voice or like a little break in her voice. Boy. It's, yeah. I think it is bold to record your own audio book yes. for I, your it's memoir. It's so worth it, though. Like, if, I can't hi- recommend it highly enough. If you love, you know, a certain author or a certain person who has written their own uh, autobiography... I mean, nobody else can write your autobiography. That's true. Biography that yeah. you wrote. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're with okay. you. We got it. Like okay. their memoir. Um, their memoir. <laughs> um, but if there is an audi- uh, audible or audio version of that, you just owe it to yourself yeah. because it's you feel like you're like hanging out. Like I did that with the Debbie Reynolds yeah, autobiography. You did. And it just felt like you were hanging yeah. out with the person, right, man? It does. Isn't it, that good? Listening to this Jessica Simpson, you feel like you're sitting down at coffee with her and she's telling you her life story. So I got a couple more details for you. Okay, and I know yeah. you're listening to the book, but maybe if you're not going to get to it yet, um, there are some more just kind of little takeaways from her book, um, you know, she met Nick Lachey when she was 18 years old. And she said the thing about falling in love with someone in a boy band is that you're not alone. There are a lot of girls out there who had already compiled all the details on Nick Lachey. They split briefly before he proposed in February of 2002, but then got engaged, got married that October. And she said, um, I was 22 and I had just pledged my life and destiny of this man. And I don't regret it. Nick was meant to be my husband. No one else was supposed to have my virginity. You know what I can. Have you read any of the stuff he's been saying about the book? No. What's he been saying? Not much. And I'm not very pleased with him. I'm not surprised that he's not saying not much. And I'm also not surprised that you're not pleased with him because he is not a person to me um, who embraces growth and self-awareness and that idea that it's okay to show that you have made mistakes yeah, and that maybe you weren't be at rest because the most, gr- the most gracious thing to say would be, this is her life. And I'm so yeah. proud of the mother that she's yes. become. And I mean, what a gift it was that we were able to move on and find the people that we were meant to and be this with. This is what I wanted to hear him say. Yeah. Something along the lines of like, I loved Jessica when we were together. I'm so glad she's found peace in these ways, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. That's not what he's saying. No, no. He's essentially saying things such as, uh, yeah, well, my family and I won't be reading this book and we've all moved on. Yeah. Because he's not self-aware. I just feel like there's an opportunity there to be kind of to show your grace and kindness. Yeah. And he's maybe not embracing that. Yeah. Um, It might be an awkward. I don't know. I mean, that's an emotional connection. I can't imagine Having to see out loud and in paper. I just think the best way to handle it, though, is to just give that person grace yeah. and to just go. And you don't have to go. We're not going to read it. We've moved on. That just right. makes you seem still bitter and like you haven't moved on. Yeah. That's what it feels hasn't. like. Yeah, maybe he hasn't. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. At least he's being honest. They did. Um, They were talking about doing a prenup and then they ended up not doing it. She said. 
they had no inkling that I was going to leave our marriage with much more earnings than him. And more important, we knew our marriage would never end. But then Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson's dad ended up fighting over a lot of money when they got Nick divorced. Lachey, Nick Lachey and Joe Jessica, Simpson. Uh-huh, and Joe okay, Simpson. The two of them were, yeah, were right. fighting over oh. it. Yeah. And um, and then Jessica Simpson, much to her dad's dismay, paid Nick Lachey what he asked for in their divorce. And then he said, she said to him, I'll make it back. I promise. That's what she said to her dad. And then I did give or take a billion is what she said. Go ahead, girl. Nick Lachey was much more famous than Jessica Simpson when they first got together. But then she totally overtook him. Yeah. And I think that was a big part of that. He couldn't um, he couldn't handle it. She said um, she made it clear in the book that Nick Lachey was proud of her success, but claimed her then husband wanted somebody who could make him feel like I did when I was 19 years old and fawning all over him. Mm-hmm. And this is why I keep talking about this all week, because for two weeks it's really gone on and I don't know how long it's going to continue. Mm-hmm. But because I think these are so these are such relatable stories, not just on a celebrity level. The idea of falling in love, love young, mm-hmm. someone older than you. At that time, he's more successful than you. He loves that you just like adore him. And then as you start to come into your own and become more mature and have your own identity and even have more success than him, how do a lot of men handle that? Not well. Mm-hmm. Not well. It definitely is interesting hearing, I mean, uh, hearing in her own voice and her own words, her awareness of how she began to bend to meet the vision and views of the person who she was with. Yeah. And she certainly did that with him. Yeah. It's really interesting. Oh gosh. Getting into it. Okay. Lady Gaga and her boyfriend, Michael Polanski are Instagram official. So there you go. He's an investor and an entrepreneur. Your Instagram official after a PDA packed weekend in Miami for the Super Bowl. She posted a photo of herself sitting on his lap as they are lounging on a yacht. Do we know how long this has been going on between the two of them? Oh no. She's been engaged twice. Yep. Yeah. Well, congratulations to them. She's like a J-Lo. She loves love. Yeah. I mean, I would love love, too. When you watch the Taylor Swift documentary, she talks about how lonely it can be. Very lonely. Right? So you can understand why people want to surround themselves with somebody who they can share these things with. I totally agree, but it's hard to make it work. It's true. Thank you, Elizabeth Reese. Thank you. Hey, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trader. Hey. This, my friends, is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Vicky on the line. And what is Vicky playing for? Vicky is playing for this. A My Talk 1071 t-shirt. All right, Vicky, the timer will begin after I ask the first question. Yes. Ask, ask, ask for, I ask the first question. Are you ready? Ready. All right, timer. Oh, I said that. <laughs> Here we go. Brian Wilson was a member of which legendary rock band? Mm, pass. Robert Pattinson played a vampire in what film franchise? Uh, 
The character Frazier Crane has appeared on what sitcom? First appeared on what sitcom? Cheers. Who is Liza Minnelli's mom? Uh, I know that. Um, uh, it's on the tip of my the, tongue. The Oprah Winfrey show was taped in what sitcom? <laughs> Vicky, I'm so sorry you did Poor not win the 30-second pop culture challenge. However, you can play again tomorrow because we do it every day on the Colleen and Bradley show at 1230. Okay, let's answer those questions. She did not get Coriox. Brian Wilson was a member of? The Beach Boys. Robert Pattinson played a vampire in? Twilight. Uh, she got Cheers. She did not get Liza Minnelli's mom. Judy Garland. And Oprah Winfrey was taped in? Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries, which we do, of course, in the form of some blind items that Holly has gathered for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Hot celebrity gossip mysteries for mm. Colleen and Bradley yes, to solve this afternoon. Here's your first mystery. This A minus slash B plus list actress who is seemingly on television every 10 minutes just had a breast enlargement or a lift to land a new role. Oh. She got her boobies done for a gig, and she's everywhere. Yes. Oh, but she's not everywhere right now, apparently, right? Or is it like she's not doing a regular TV gig is what I'm saying. Well, it wouldn't be necessarily a regular television show gig. <sighs> oh. Uh, oh. 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 Yes, Tim Allen. Not Meghan Markle. No. Oh, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, you no way. New role. So not a TV role. A well, movie role? Well, no, not a movie role. Now, think about this. Why would somebody be everywhere on television without necessarily being in a television show? Because they're on the news? No. No. Oh. What happens? Commercials? Yes. Jennifer Garner. Oh, yeah. She got her boobs done. Oh. You know, get a little nip tuck, a little lift. A little, a little nip. nip of the nip. Exactly. Jennifer Garner, who is seemingly on television every 10 minutes with her Capital One commercials, just had a breast enlargement and a little lift to land a new role. I Good mean, if her. she wanted to do that for her own self, I am happy for her. I get sad at the idea that people feel like or are pressured to do things to their bodies. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But if she wanted it and she's happy, I'm well, happy regardless, for Regardless, I'm sure she's the kind of woman who will have convinced herself that that's what she wants. I don't feel like Jennifer Garner goes, I have to get my boobs dead. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Let's get another one. Another hot and fresh celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. Here we go. The one named singer who is having so much trouble right now should just walk away. The drugs have taken over her life. Oof. One named singer. Now, oh, is it the big one? Well, that's what the comment section are like saying. Like the Madonna. Brittany. Oh. Yeah, because oh. there was a blind item that happened a couple of days ago that I did not read on the air that NT Lawyer was alluding to the fact that maybe all of these cancellations 
for the Madame X tour are due to maybe a dependence on certain pain relieving. Well, right, I mean, that wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility. possibility right? She yeah. is a, you know, move her in a shaker and she was hard on her body. And, you know, she has talked about her knee problems. And so it would stand to reason if she was having difficulty with her knee and she was still performing that she would have been prescribed probably some painkillers. I just don't understand. If you're Madonna, why don't you just go, you know what, kids? I'm going to take a few years off now. I've done a good thing. I'm going to go like get a farm or yeah. like live on a thing with like a bunch of naked men. Oh. Or why don't you take a year off, get all new bionic parts that, and come that. back. Stem cell regeneration yeah. therapy. Mm-hmm. And just own it. And have all of that happen while you're on a farm or, tended by naked men. There you go. Or just get like in a hover round. And do your show from in the Branson. I mean, I'm fine with that. I would go see her. Yeah. Hover around choreography. Yes. Yeah. It would be like a Come Busby on, Buckley Vogue. movie. <laughs> <laughs> you care about you, Madge. Holiday. Hold on. <laughs> who, would, who would not pay for that? Oh, that would fill stadiums. Imagine if you just had it in the middle and then you could do your hover around ballet yeah. to all of Madonna's greatest hits. That'd be beautiful. And we got a million dollar idea right here. Let's go pitch it to her. Yeah. And if she wants to get up, there's always the hurricane. Yes. Oh, and you can maneuver on that thing and yeah. it keeps you stable. It's lovely. I'm going to be having a couple hurricanes. I think you just need one. No, but I'm saying like, why not have two? Okay. You do you, Bradley. Thank you. Here's your next blind item. That was certainly a sanitized version of drugs admitted to by the foreign-born former A-plus list tweener turned A-minus list adult singer. Oh, that's a Bieber. What was his sanitized drugs? Uh, That he is revealing that he sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber. And gets IV infusions to help him get out of bed in the morning after using drugs for years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is he like Michael Jackson? I bet he's like Michael Jackson. He doesn't have kids in his bed or anything, does he? Weird. I'm just saying, like, you know, when you are Justin Bieber, the world lets you do some weird ass things. And he's sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber. There has got to be a chimpanzee around the corner named... What was that chimp's bubbles. name? Bubbles. bubbles. I have a question mm-hmm. regarding the hyperbaric chamber. Like, how does that work? Isn't that the thing, like, when you have, like, polio or something? Or what was that, the like thing they used, iron to, lung? they used to put you in a hyperbaric chamber? Is there a mattress there? I mean, is it comfortable? What does it do? I have a lot of questions. It's oxygen therapy. According to the Mayo Clinic... It involves breathing pure oxygen in a pressurized room or tube. Yeah, so Justin Bieber slips himself into a tube. Okay. It helps with gangrene? Is his wife in there with him? It looks like it's a solo experience. Okay. You know, I just have a lot of questions. People have said it helps the following conditions. I'm not even going to read these because this is just, that's dumb. Yeah. Well, anyways, filling in the blank on this blind item. 
That was certainly a sanitized version of drugs admitted to by Justin Bieber. So he's doing this in what I think is going to be that docu-series that he is launching. But it's the soft sell that he does the IV treatments in the hyperbaric chamber because he has abused his body via substance abuse throughout his life. And so he's not really totally admitting it in a way, being like, hey... I had this problem, and here's what I did to solve that problem. I, I do feel like he doesn't necessarily need to admit that he... Yeah. Because... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We have eyeballs. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, do you remember the scissor peers? What? Do you remember the scissor peers with him? Mm-mm. Do you? There were like, it was like a year maybe where we were always talking about him. I remember Sizerp. Drinking through, th- drinking the double cup. That was the Sizerp tell. Like a, a solo cup in a solo cup. It was also called Lean. Uh, and it was well, like grape soda and Robitussin. Not only something. that, but there's like YouTube videos of him like going to his like drug dealer with yeah. uh, Selena. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, we've all seen it. Yeah. I have more questions about the hyperbaric chamber. I'll just Google it. Yeah. It does help. um, You'll be happy to know stroke, HIV and AIDS, uh, asthma, autism, Bell's palsy, and cancer. Hmm. And cirrhosis. Maybe I'll just wait for Gwyneth to do a goop lab on Um, it. Have you seen that? Yeah. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... Uh, so I, I actually, I thought this was kind of an interesting article, an interesting change in the world of, uh, celebrity and movies and pop culture. SAG-AFTRA has, uh, has laid out some new protocols for people on set that they call intimacy coordinators that are present during sex scenes during, uh, filming. And I thought, you know, we have a lot of questions about sex scenes in general. Like, how do we do them? Not us, but how, like, it seems like an awkward situation, right? Well, this Mm -hmm. story about what the sex coordinators are there for kind of gives you more of a picture of how awkward it actually is. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 107.1. Okay, so I know we've talked in the past on the Colleen and Bradley show about how awkward it probably is to do sex scenes, right? It's not something most people do day to day in their jobs. So we've always had, like, questions about like how does that go yeah. uh this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment 
Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Well, so the news is that about a year and a half after uh, SAG AFTRA talked about the need to have some standardized um, policies in place around those sex scenes, they have come forward with new sort of rules, regulations, and protocol for what they call intimacy coaches. And this is something that uh, a production can decide whether or not they want necessarily, you know, they don't, they're not required to have intimacy coaches, but more and more as a way of protecting the actors, they are hiring intimacy coaches. Seems like a good idea post Me Too Mm -hmm. that, you know, that particular experience could be open to some abusive behaviors. Well, and not only that, I mean, I even just think about, you know, when when you think about the stories that have come out about Harvey Weinstein and how many potential victims there were of just him alone among actresses, that there might be moments where those intimate scenes might trigger a person Mm -hmm. a little bit. And so part of what these intimacy coaches do is recognize when um, a person is not comfortable with what's being choreographed, so to speak. Yeah. And then they can intervene uh, and help the production. I also learned this, help the production pay attention to what is in the actor and actress's nudity writer. So if they're going to do nudity of any sort or or any kind of simulated sex, they have a con- a contracted rider that says like here's what I'm willing to do, here's what I'm not willing to do. And so the intimacy coaches, the intimacy, the intimacy coordinator's job is to sort of be the liaison for the actors in that experience. So the question then is who do these people work for? Thank you for asking. I Little known, I did not know this. There actually is an overseeing kind of. There's a company that provides intimacy coordinators uh, to any production that wants an intimacy coordinator. Um, so far, by the way, HBO is the only one that staffs all sex scenes with these intimacy coordinators. Um, but there is there's like a separate group. It's called the um, there's. There's Intimacy Directors International and Intimacy Professionals Association. So they work within those bodies. So they're like a a paid contractor. Yes. So they're technically working for like whatever studio is presumably putting on this movie. They're not working for the actors. They're not working for the directors. Right. They're actually like working on behalf of the studio. Part of the studio and production staff. Yeah. So they, um, but now they have to go through a certain type of training. They have to be able to provide different types of um, support, including but not limited to, you know, maintaining a closed set when there's an intimate scene being filmed. So making sure that that everybody, the only the people that are going supposed to be there that need to be there are there. They make sure that the garments that are being worn by the people who are in the intimate scene, especially where sex simulation is taking place, that those have adequate coverage and that the actors are comfortable with them. God, that's so weird. I just don't get it. I don't get how you can do that in the first place. I know. Like, could, I don't know that I could go to work and be like, hey, honey, I'll be home tonight. I'm going to go bleep somebody on the TV. It's weird. Because you're simulating sex. Right. And I just don't know. I mean, stuff I'm sure happens. Yeah. And that's part of what they're there to do is help kind of neutralize that and talk through that um, and be there, you know, to make sure that everybody's comfortable. 
but again, I don't know what would be comfortable about that. No, I don't think that would be comfortable at all. And in fact, if I, I, I just, that wouldn't be something I'd probably be comfortable with unless it's something I'd always done. Right. So like, if it's just what you've always done and that's all, you know, then sure. It makes total sense that you would do that. But like if tomorrow they were like, Hey, you're going to be in this movie and, uh, you know, um, I'm going to need you to take your pants off and be like, yeah, okay, so I don't, uh, that's the kind of thing that that. I can Mm -hmm. only imagine would keep you up all night long. Like that would be the day you would want to call in sick to work, right? I also don't want cameras up my, you know, hoodly do, hoodly do, right? Right. Or any, unless it was like really low lighting. And then like, why do we, you know, Mm. But at the same time, my hats are off to them celebrities for doing it for me. Right. So I don't have to do it. I, but I do think it, I, I, what I appreciate is that they obviously saw a need to standardize the protocol. And so among the other things, they are all required to do uh, background checks. So now yeah, like I'm going to be an intimacy coordinator. Hey guys, okay, I mean, I'm going to need you to take your clothes it's off. It's Hollywood, yeah. right? Like people are creepers. Um, so they do have to go through, uh, they have to go through background checks and they SAG after developed this with the help of some of the intimacy coordinators in those two different organizations so that they could really look straight That's in the face. The idea job, of, like who goes into that job, right? Who goes, I'm going to be an intimacy coordinator. Presumably it's somebody who's already been in the industry who understands what that experience is like. I was just going to say, I'd rather be the coordinator than the person in the scene. Yeah, but that's a lot to coordinate. They're probably actors who have done it before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like a consultant role. Yeah, it's very interesting. I just, I don't know. It sounds so very Hollywood. Right. Intimacy coordinator. My but name it's, is Beverly Shar and I'm an intimacy coordinator. But it is but it's necessary. Um because this is these guidelines are meant to really address the oh, problem course. of sexual harassment head on. Um on Yes. Sex. Yes. Although mm, see, this is almost like what do you call this when I wonder if studios have this to cover their bases. Like it's a veneer. Because that, yeah. I don't like when it comes down to it and you're dealing with lots of money, powerful directors, powerful actors, how much power does it, you know, Beverly Shar intimacy coordinator really have in the moment? I'm right. not saying this is a bad idea. I'm just saying um, I have lots of questions and I'd love to watch a six part documentary on Netflix about it. Yeah. Like just because the actors are comfortable while they're filming a scene does not mean the people higher above them are not well. And again, you know, you could see a director talk getting in the ear of an intimacy coordinator, like, you know, like, cause again, they're probably not paid super well. Yeah. Right. That I don't know. I don't know. I want to see the show. Let's watch the series. I would, I would green light it. I would watch that reality show. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what one thing would you spend money on to make your life just that much easier each month. 651-641-1071. What is one thing that you would definitely spend money on if you could afford it just to make your life easier every month after this?